Hi, I'm Pastor Jill McDaniel, and I'm the Interim Elementary Pastor at Central. I'm honored to be with you today to spend a few minutes around God's Word. This week in honor of Valentine's Day, we are taking a look at Song of Songs. You might be surprised by this fact, but Song of Songs really isn't a book that we spend a whole lot of time with in kids' church. What a be but what a beautiful book it is. Song of Songs does have a lot of imagery that can be kind of difficult to understand. Parts of the musical and poetic structures can get lost in translation from Hebrew to English. Plus, some metaphors that made sense 3,000 years ago are a little less intuitive now. There's even debate among scholars on the number of characters in the song, and several Bible scholars say that Song of Songs is second only to Revelation in the confusion about its meaning and purpose and structure. But at its core, this poetic book that we believe God intended for us to read is a love song. It's a song about a young woman and a man and the romantic love that develops and grows between them. It's a love song that celebrates the healthy expressions of love, courtship, and marriage, and how the love between the man and woman grows and changes and progresses throughout their relationship. In the She Reads Truth devotional Bible, my friend Aaron Davis points out that one of the ways we can see this progression is by looking at the I am his verses in the song. The phrase, I am his, or a variation of it, comes up in three places. And while the young woman declares this three different times, the placement of the statements in the song and the phrases around them reveal that each time she is in a distinctly different phase of their relationship. And in each one, her understanding of the love between her and her man has matured and grown more complete. The first of these verses is in chapter two, where she declares, my beloved is mine and I am his. This statement occurs before they are married in the song. And while she declares that she belongs to her beloved, her possession of him is primary and listed first. She feels the security of their relationship is defined by how well she can hold on to him. This type of love doesn't actually feel secure at all. It's often marked by um, works and good deeds. We do things for the person we love, not just because we love them, but rather because we want them to love us and we try to earn their love. This type of love can, might feel exciting, but it also feels fragile and can be taxing or stressful. By chapter six, she has grown up some. Here in verse three, she says, I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. The man's love for her has moved to the forefront and her possession of him is secondary. This statement is made after they are married and she finds security simply in his love for her. She isn't as focused on trying to hold on to him and earn his love. She's comfortable in their love for each other. The final time this phrase comes up is in chapter seven and our couple has grown even more. In verse 10, she declares, I belong to my, my beloved and his desire is for me. Here, she doesn't even mention her possession of her husband. She is completely confident and relaxed in his love. The security of their relationship isn't in works or even in their love. She finds her relationship secured simply by who her husband is. She just gets to be. If you've been married or in a romantic relationship for a length of time, you can probably relate to some of this progression. But I think this progression exists, exists in any relationship we have. 
The best friendships are the ones where we can just be ourselves and just be, right? I think this progression is also true in our walk with the Lord. When we're in a foundling stage of our relationship with God, it can be hard to imagine that Jesus' gift of salvation is free. We can feel like we need to do something to earn it or somehow make ourselves worthy of it. But as we start to grow in Christ, we feel more secure in His love for us. As we become mature believers, we recognize that there was never anything we could do to earn Christ's love and salvation, but that it was always secured in His faithfulness and who He is. I don't know where you are at today in that progression, but my prayer for you is that you experience the joy of just being in Christ and that you find your security not in what you do for Him, but simply in who He is. I would love for us to pray together right now. Lord, we just thank you for your deep love for us. This week as we go into Valentine's Day, I just pray that first and foremost in all of our minds is your deep and enduring and unconditional love for each one of us. Lord, I pray um, for everyone who's listening today, if they are feeling insecure in their relationships with people, I pray that you bring around them uh, just just supportive, loving people that show them that they can just be who they are and, and be confident in that. I pray for anyone who's feeling lonely this week, that you speak your love and your truth, that they are not alone, that you are with them, especially this week. I also just pray for all of us, Lord, that we continue to grow in our relationship with you, that we continue to learn more and experience more that your love is simply um, based in who you are and that we don't have to do anything to earn your love or earn our salvation, but that um, you give it so freely as a gift. And that's what we want to accept today, Lord. We just want to accept your love today and what a gift you have for us. We thank you so much. In your name we pray. Amen.